Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. And we are back for episode two of our podcast. We've made it. Um, That was honestly one of the worst French accents I've ever heard. (laughs) Anyway, um, we are back today talking managing your expectations. (laughs) Something which I think in this industry is probably not spoken about enough, actually. Um, I think what we would also want to cover today is expectations from people undergoing personal journeys and expectations of uh, trainers or people within the industry have on their clients. I think also um, another part of managing your expectations also comes from your support group around you and the expectation that some people have on you to either exceed on something or you know make progress that's something which I think when you come you know when you come into the industry I guess the way that I did and also it's one of these things where your environment is incredibly important to your journey and if you don't have a supportive environment and people are expecting you to make huge amounts of changes they're not happy with your change it can end up you being really counterproductive um, long term so we are here. What are we going to start with, Mark? I think um, probably the best place to start would be with your own personal experiences when you lost a ton of weight. What were your expectations going into the process, both physically and mentally? That's a really hard question because I don't really think about it like that normally. Um, it feels like quite a while ago, so I can't even remember what my expectation was losing weight. I mean, as I briefly touched on episode one... Um, this is definitely not about me and myself and I, but I think in episode one, we touched on the fact of obviously that I had lost a lot of weight and I went on a journey, but you know, there's a number of things as to why somebody undergoes a journey. It could be um, personal in the sense that you might find yourself very unhealthy or you're starting to notice changes in your body that you don't necessarily like, I mean, physically and mentally. Or it could come from the fact that other people like to make comments about the way you look. Um, and that, in my, I would say that probably the starting to me, but let's not get into the trauma of childhood. But I guess actually, you know, I came from a very fit and healthy family to a degree. You know, people cared about their health and whatnot. Um, I had a sister who was massively in shape all the time, probably because she had that sort of teenage body, dream body that everybody wanted. Shout out to Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Um, yeah, so uh, not to blame it on the fact that my sister was obviously... You know, I had you know a mum that was always in shape. I never was brought up around people that were overweight. And when I started to lose weight or wanted to lose weight, I think... So would you say that there was some expectation placed on you to act a certain way to be a certain way um yeah I mean like people I mean a lot of people will say to you oh god she's huge or oh we can't fit through the door or you can't do this you can't do that and as somebody that's overweight you think of it in a way where it's like I mean my way of behaving over this was in in some ways self-sabotaging myself again and again because what happened was anybody made a comment about the way I looked or how I behaved I think instead of me being like oh actually maybe they're doing it out of a sense of care or love or they don't like the fact that I'm really unhealthy instead I was like you know what fuck it the cake where's the dominoes for four 
I'm going to get fucking drunk. You know, I was like the complete opposite. And you know how many people are we've coached actually who at the start of their journeys or anything like that also behave very much the same because it is one of these things which is... Do you, would you say that uh, when you were undergoing your own personal journey, did you expect it to be easy? Did you, did you expect it to be hard? And now this, no, but this comes down to the fuckery of the industry, in my opinion. I think you're sold a long-term weight loss goal. Um, You know, you're sold the fact that you can achieve all of this and that things are always going to be very, very easy. Um, And I guess when I started to lose weight, as I said, I mentioned on episode one that we spoke that, you know, basically, you know, when I was wanting to lose weight, I couldn't really find anybody that was decent. And I guess from a female standpoint, not many males understand this. And so I think when I started going into the industry, my expectation was, oh, we're going to be like the biggest loser. Because I think that's really what, Mm. that was like the only program that was around when I was losing weight, was the biggest loser, which we all actually know statistically doesn't work and is something that is so counterproductive to people long term. Not very sustainable. Is is it bad to say that? Because I kind of feel there's two ways you can look at it. Like somebody's actually gone on the journey and like excelled. And that's always, you know, you're never always going to excel in your life. This is one thing you need to learn managing your expectations is you're not always going to excel. There's literally going to be times where you excel. Like when you go into an exam at school, you know, you do an exam at school. That's the time where you would potentially excel. But you don't have that all year round. You know, it's not something where you constantly can adhere to it constantly making things better or yourself better i think when people start a journey they expect it to go swimmingly like no setbacks um no adversity you know no real life circumstances coming into play that can potentially hinder your progress and the reality is that's not the case like I'm sure through your own personal journey, there were numerous times where you took 10 steps forwards and 12 steps backwards. Oh my God, every time that I decided to spend like a huge amount of money on going to like different retreats or, oh my God, is that the next thing? I'll never forget like ordering like fat burners at like, must have been like 1 1 a.m. in the morning. You know, couldn't sleep, was like, fuck this, I look shit, I hate myself. All of the things that you do tell yourself. And I know that's quite negative, but this is things that is, I guess, is normal to think. And, and yeah. it's one of these things that... We can't, we can't uh, ignore the fact that these are realities. And I know it's, it's not exactly the most positive thing, but it is reality. We all sometimes have those negative doubts and those negative feelings. And it's okay to express yourself and... And it's a very and embrace moment. those feelings as well because without those feelings, I feel like change never really happens. And I and as I said, like you know, there are things where people obviously have a lot of you know could have mental health issues and whatever. But a lot of that does stem from either our environments or potentially ourselves. And I think like you know, it should never be something where we can't embrace the way we're feeling about ourselves mm. because. At the end of the day, you know what you feel like when you're at your best and you also know what you feel like when you're at your worst. So it is that really important thing of, okay, well, you know, moving on, if we're going to go moving on to like actual expectations when you set somebody, you know, if you're, you know, very, very overweight and you want to be smaller, you know, we could put it that way, 
you know, your expectation is the start, which happens most of the time is you're going to have pretty quick progress. You know, if you were to do all the right things, you will sure. have pretty quick progress. Yes, However, sure. when the quick progress ends, yes. it's another story because I feel like, as I just said, mentioning earlier, like excelling in your life constantly is just not a thing. You know, yeah. being perfect all the time is just not a thing. Okay. And those moments where like you do take 10 steps forward because you're like, Fuck yes, I'm gonna start on Monday. There. I'm starting on Monday. I've got it. Best I've got the Tupperware in the fridge. Yeah. You know, gym's happening at 5 a.m. But yet, before, you know, take yourself back two days ago, you liked getting up at literally 9 a.m. in the morning. You don't really like the gym at all. And like, the only thing you probably want to eat is just a fucking sandwich, not like the chicken you've prepared exactly. that's been poached and is soggy in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. The fucking turbo condensation that sticks With on like the. Soggy green vegetables. Yeah, and you're just like, wow, I've got this. I'm so healthy. Look at my snack. I've but got apples and almonds. But that is the expectations that we put out in the industry. Um, yeah, as trainers, we put it out that eating, you know, not very palatable foods is a is a daily occurrence, and that you know everybody should be eating a bland bodybuilder's diet to a certain degree. Or not eating another or one, eating. or you know, taking in methods like you know we could bring the top ones up. I guess uh, stuff like keto, stuff like fasting. Sure. You know, these. So let's, I just want to interrupt you quickly because we're going to, we're going to circle back a little bit with regards to expectations. You, you and I have both uh, been down the road of uh, fad dieting. What were your expectations going into a keto diet or a paleo diet? Keto is the worst, honestly. I nearly passed out doing keto all the time, honestly. But you have the expectations that you're, you know, this whole thing about ketosis, limiting Well, it's what people sell to you. And this is why I guess like we've taken and the approach we have with our business where we just want to educate people because genuinely there I know there's shit tons of information out there like we know there's information out there some of it is really good but it's it's literally the two percent in the 98 percent that's your really expectations bad. that you're gonna constantly see progress that comes from selling you're... it on a bottle or selling it on but what happens when the, your expectations are not matched when the ketogenic diet stops uh, producing results. Well, I think as a, as a woman, I think the next thing is looking for the next best thing. And I, I mean, we could go on about that, like looking for the next best thing when something doesn't happen or you haven't mm, seen change mm, that quickly. Mm. It's like, well, that doesn't work, you know. And then you start to get very influenced by potentially people around you mm -hmm. or things you heard on the radio or mm -hmm. on the news or whatever, you know saying different things you're like oh okay so they're saying that if i have this then i'm going to lose weight i remember like grapefruit in the yes. morning was going to start burning yes. fat don't yeah. we all wish that a bit of apple cider vinegar <laughs> after no, your heartburn indigestion get the gaviscon out immediately no. this is the your thing. double mac meal chased by some apple cider yeah vinegar. it's gonna absolutely absolutely minimal difference that's the thing and i think you know people always selling you a solution which is not yourself is an issue because you are the solution to your exactly. own goals yeah, you know at the end of the day like you know you could literally go backwards and forwards over things 24 7 but at the end of the day no matter who helps you who advises you who tells you what to do at the end of the day it all does come down to you and I sure. think that's something people forget like sure. you're like oh but I'm trying to be so hard to be something else when actually 
most of the time it just comes down to you. And I guess we could also then talk about now moving on to social media because... Yes, I was going to say, touch on that. Uh, we had a conversation about this um, on our walk home from the gym about oh, yeah, expectations, really, yeah. expectations when it comes to uh, comparing your journeys. It's very easy for us to look online see somebody who's in shape and then expect us to kind of live the lifestyles that they live, eat the yeah. way that they eat, train the way that they train. But there's also the expectation and the comparison between time frames. Yeah. You're generally looking at a person that spend the vast majority of their lives dedicating themselves to the way that they look and training and nutrition. And it's the expectation that you need to progress or be in the same kind of shape as that person given the same kind of time frame. Yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, I could think of a really good example going off of uh, client experiences is when a woman reaches the time of menopause in their life and for some reason, even because their lifestyle, you know, it becomes very, very challenging around that time. Things are possible to happen, you know, but everything, you know, like sleep, how you feel, everything like that comes into play. But your expectation on yourself is that you need to be, you know, losing weight or you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, we all know that like symptoms of things reduce when your body fat levels are lower than higher, but, you know, at the time of your life when you are about to go through something like menopause or you are going through menopause, is the right expectation to be, oh God, I've got to get in a bikini or I need to do this or I feel shit about myself, constantly looking at yourself, putting yourself down when actually you're going through something which should be more, I guess, managed in a way rather than just expecting that you're going to be just the way you used to be or have loads of energy to suddenly lose mm, that weight. I mean, like we sure. we sometimes have in the background when we're working like those TV programs like this morning and stuff like that. And I guess like Loose Women, that's a prime example exactly. um, where people can like make comments on... I guess, how you're feeling at that time. If we're going back to the menopausal situation, sure. you know, a lot of people will tell you their symptoms and will tell you things. And sometimes it doesn't really make you feel much better. But they'll also tell you, oh, how to manage those symptoms. You need to start strength training, high protein diet. You need to make sure you're tracking your calories. Okay, cool. We know that because we've banged on about it for so many years. Now, some people might not know that. And those are the ones that need to be educated on it. But in the time of their life, is that what you want to be hearing? Not really, because you're not feeling great most no. of the time. So no. I think it's one of these things where if you do managing expectations on looking at somebody on social media or bringing in information from something like that, like there are so many people that have developed their lives I mean intensely developed their lives before social media was about. I mean if you think about it, stuff like stories where we genuinely shared, you know, stuff 24-7 has really only mm. been about for a few years past now. Years, past yeah. couple of years. I mean, like, in the sense, it's definitely grown. But before, it was like a photo of somebody's life. Like, that was, you know, that's that all you really it. knew about it. So if you saw somebody in the gym training, it was a photo of them doing something. And you could make your own assumption off of that. Exactly. When it became bad, in my eyes, was when 
people started legitimately sharing every second part of their day, how many calories they were eating, when you're training, when of this, and then people were like, oh, oh, well, she's a, she's a female, he's a male, that he's my age, he looks like he's got, you know, a thriving life, and he's super healthy, and oh my god, he's got a six pack, or she's got abs, and realistically like they've spent the past many years it's like comparing apples and oranges because you're comparing yourself to something completely different generally to your normal day-to-day life if you're a working professional that has a nine-to-five has to travel has kids has other obligations outside of gym and you know, it's the expectation that you need to constantly be living some sort of lifestyle 24-7, 365 I don't days think, you know, this is the thing is that I know people would potentially get a coach for a period of time or, you know, they'd have a person train in the gym or they'd start going to classes or they might do anything. But it it is one of these things where I just feel like... <sighs> when it comes to your own journey you you can really only look at it as to how what you can manage mm. you know and as i say like i have we have so many clients that have like children or you know where their life is not thinking about the gym or their yeah, nutrition 24/7 and this is the thing we think about nutrition and exercise a lot more than mm. your average person because it's our job mm. but this is where a good coach and potentially not so good coach, I guess, come into play because we genuinely do realise that people have lives that they live without yeah. the words nutrition and exercise. Protein. 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 You know, yeah. if you're t- going off like social media, some of these people that you're seeing, you know, they do have the life of... Actually, let me just take back... There's a lot of people you see online that actually don't train very hard and don't really do much, but they just look really good in a photo. So just remember that point one. I think it's not always about them in the gym or doing something. There are a lot of people who compose and look great in minimal clothing. And that is also an expectation that a lot of people do put on themselves is off of a photo where somebody's literally stood and... Yes. I mean, we but all there's know. a lot of expectations between people uh, in an older generation uh, comparing and expecting to look like Younger, somebody like, in their like 20s 16. or 16 or, <laughs> you know, things like that. This is that, a problem with is... social media, though, because it's, it's not a problem. I guess you open your eyes up to so many things, but there is a problem because it's like... We like when did we ever really need to know all of this stuff yeah, about people? Too much. Like it's just too much because, you know, if you want to manage your expectations going into a journey, and you're literally the f- we've had loads of clients do this where somebody else is the background of their on their wallpaper on yes. their phone. Yes. Like how fucked is that? Honestly, it's like I'll never forget a client had the randomest person. She was a wife of a footballer, as the had and she had like ripped stomach, obviously ketosis, selling the sticks. You know, obviously there's obviously a discount code in there, and she had this woman as her background on her phone, and I was just like, whoa, like what is that? And she was like, I'm going to get to that. Like, I'm going to be that person. But there's so many people I also know who have got into amazing shape like six years ago. It hasn't been very sustainable. Yeah. And their phone background is still them six years ago. So would you say that uh, the expectations as we as coaches as well uh, that we place on our clients and on the general population is... So high. ...is uh, unrealistic? 
Yeah, I say it's not necessarily unrealistic. It depends as your approach as a coach. I think, you know, if you if you're aware of how hard these things are, they're not hard to fit into your life, but to, to be consistent on something, and I'll say this time and time again, you are going to have days, weeks, and months where you are not consistent with something, mm. and that is absolutely yeah. fine. You know, and there are expecting to be perfect is also a massive downfall as well. But and you know we could also talk of the fact of like expecting like you know you've injured yourself in the gym but you're expecting a miracle within two weeks to fix something, sure. or another expectation would be, you know, I've got really shit posture, my mm. fucking back hurts. Do you mm. know what I mean you've been like that for thirty five yes. years yeah. and you want to fix within one yeah. session or yeah, uh, why is my back still sore or why did my yeah. legs still hurt and it's like you've literally sat in that body for thirty five years and then you're expecting. To see a result overnight. <laughs> Which just is Isn't just it? not realistic. Yeah. I mean, again and again and again, I'll go back to the fact that I think the, the industry is the main cause of this. And it's yes. not just our industry. I think it's people no. that think they're part of our industry as well or can make comment on it. Which is everybody. I mean, I was, we were going to do another podcast which um, about you know, why is, like, it's such a conversation starter, like, exercise and nutrition. Like, it, it's like a never-ending thing. What are you doing? Thing. Who are you training yeah, with? Like, what diet are you on? Oh, my gosh, I'm doing the cabbage soup diet. And or... it's like, oh, my God, you look amazing. Your arms are so toned. And yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, I've been doing X's method. And then it's like, oh, even though you've been doing really well on your own, suddenly, yeah, you know, yeah. you want to go stare the other way. Exactly. But I think, you know, anybody that will go down to the root cause of it, I think... I think, you know, we've all been sold a quick fix. And I think, unfortunately, with the way things are progressing, food at your door instantly, things online orders instantly, like get anything instantly that we are literally striving for the next dopamine fix. We need to be satisfied some way. And when you don't get satisfied and you have to be consistent on something, it all goes to shit because you're like, why can I not have this now? And I'm unfortunately majority of people that decide to embark on a personal journey you know you're doing it because you have reasons behind it but like mm-hmm. those reasons shouldn't be based off of a result a res- yeah because they should be based off the collective sum of your habits that you complete on a day-to-day basis that helps you live a better life mentally and physically now and in the future so I think people always think, and we've mentioned this as well on our social media, that exercise and nutrition needs to be implemented into your lifestyle. It's not the case. It's a way of life. You know, your way of life now might be, I go to the gym once a week. I don't track my calories. I don't, do you know what I mean? That's your way of life. When you think about nutrition and training, it should be based off of the fact of, your way of life. Not, yeah. we're going to do something drastic and bring something in. We'll go back to what we said, you know, before. Like, you are your only solution. Exactly. Like, it, you know, this is, I'm talking this is on a holistic lifestyle side, not on a sense of a medical side. That's a very different situation. But if you're managing your expectations of training nutrition, you are your own solution. Yes. And if you're, you know, making things that are unrealistic happen in your life, you know, you're just not going to be able to sustain anything no. that's worthwhile long term. No. Um you know it's it's one of these things with the expectations as well um another thing that i would like to flesh out with you is especially from a coaching standpoint when you have a client come to you and they say to you for example i want to lose 10 kgs um but you know 
that that level of expectation putting an exact figure or number on it might be different once they start to strength train and build a little bit of muscle mass and it's the expectation of striving to a specific number yeah and not a and not a look or a feel everything is attached to i want to weigh x amount and i expect to lose weight every single week i expect to you know weigh the same weight that i weighed when i was 18 years old and i'm a 50 year old man yeah but also you could go off the fact that i'll never forget biology at school where they literally i mean i was an overweight child so i mean for somebody like me it was like literally die like the minute you had to step on a scale in front of people but they made us step Mm -hmm. on scales for some or other fucking Mm -hmm. reason and i remember i mean at that time you're literally compared to like a rat of a child who's like yeah fucking 30 kilos all going at different rates you know all all going going at different rates and you're made to stand on a scale and it's like you weigh this and then your whole project is based off your fucking weight and that is where it starts and this is the thing when we've had things like lose 20 pounds lose five pounds lose four pounds lose this you know it that sets in its own right you know enough standard it's you know to to put those expectations in yourself that that you can do that i mean also you could probably bring up the fact that i want to lose 10 kilos and i want to lose it in the next four weeks that's also an expectation which is short-term expectation look it's achievable if you want to starve yourself and have a miserable time we all know it's achievable but you're still not willing to get with the science so even if it is achievable or not you're not really understanding the process and i can guarantee i mean i used to get when i was training you know people face to face in gyms like i used to get women that would be like right my wedding's in three weeks yeah and i can't fit on my dress and i'm like this let's go alarm bells yeah literally (laughs) let's go let's go we're never stopping it's 24 hours training you can't breathe (laughs) two a day let's cut the carbs let's do you know all the things that are not sustainable long term and then you come back from the honeymoon and it's an absolute disaster you hate yourself for it and it happens is that self-sabotage cycle but it's also the expectations of doing it or i'm going to do this for 10 weeks and then after the 10 weeks once i've uh, achieved such an amazing result that's just that's just it the expectations of starting something and then not having to or not applying the same amount or more effort into the process majority of people's goals comes off of a holiday now if you're british and living like listening to this in the sense of the fact you live in the country which let's be honest the weather might be nice at the weekend but it's mm. not exactly sparkling sunshine not, ocean no. blue seas do you know what i mean it's There's pebbles a reason at brighton why but us Zimbabweans call this place mud island why are you here then <laughs> exactly for the women <laughs> for the women great um but you know it's one of these things if you are in britain right now like you would probably be like it's probably well with the cost of living currently who who fucking knows but like <laughs> a lot of people want to go on holiday because they want to have that thing where it's like oh i'm sure. in the sunshine no, i need to get true. some sun that's now true. majority of people's goals also end up being the holiday yes but nothing after the holiday no. so as long as they've got that one photo you know on yeah. a dinghy in spain do you know yeah. what i mean like that's all the fucking matters um you know it's shirt off and ibiza yeah shirt on ibiza tents with the lads yeah. few drinks oh, yeah. oh god do you know what i mean it's like and then when you don't see what you're used to seeing that's when it's like 
well, it's pointless, it didn't work anyway. And then you'll save yourself still as your screensaver 10 years later Can't with worry. abs, you know. Yeah. But I guess also what I want to point out is, I guess what Mark said earlier was um, about coaches having too much expectation on their clients. If you're a coach and you're listening to this, we do have too much expectation on yeah. the general population. Yeah. Unless you are listening to this and you are training athletes which their whole life is to dedicate towards sport it should yeah, be you know different. very very, very different, different things but if you're talking about general population yeah. you need to lower your expectations not in a exactly. negative way no. you just need to be more realistic Adjusting. they need to adjust yeah adjusted. adjust it because you know we have time and time again we have people that come to us which I feel like because we are a married couple, we seem to be the married couple of training. Like once you're married to us, hopefully there's no divorce. Exactly. But it seems to be one of those things where we come, we're last, you know? Yeah. We're like the last. We pick up the broken pieces. Yeah, the and broken put everybody pieces. everybody back together to allow them to live a more fulfilled, long-term um, yeah, and I, I what you could say is we are obviously the married couple yeah. to your training. But, yeah. you know, if you are... But it is true. We need to adjust our, our expectations of people because everybody's got their own background um, from long work hours, working night shifts, people with children, you know, people in our industry because we love exercise and... Yeah, you know, it's I mean, not, sometimes like Georgia said, it's it's two percent of most people's day. Two percent. I wouldn't even sometimes put it on that, and that's fine. Do sure. you know what I mean? We that's, all have better fine. things to be thinking about, no, but we should also be in control of like our lifestyles because that's what makes us feel better and are healthier overall, long term. Yeah. But I think having the expectation on a client that you can whack them on a plan which you think is really tasty like i'm sick of it i'm gonna say yeah, it now i'm gonna yeah. make a big you statement influencers that promote protein powder have no understanding of taste, taste at all it's it is oh love it oh my god you can mix it in everything protein right. powder oh my god i love it it's like my chocolate sweet treat it doesn't taste of fucking chocolate. It doesn't taste the way you want it to do. No. You know, it really, that's no. one thing. Manage your expectations on buying shit because it's not going to taste like the Cadbury 12 you'd rather eat. A bit of ice, a bit of cinnamon. You know, yeah, like, you know, a whole concoction, but generally your average protein powder is sickly. Horrible. Anyway, going off of protein, I guess we're going back to managing expectations with coaches. Yeah. You know, if somebody's interested in your... But they're very bland general diets that you do see which is which is very non-palatable things it's also you have to cut out this you have to cut out that you can't do this you can't do that and it's the expectation that someone's going to enjoy that whilst trying to yeah i mean if i was to go off my own starting point though i will say that you know when I first started my, like I would say my main weight loss journey in the sense of where I didn't fuck around in between, I took myself to a place very in the middle of sweet fuck all really um, to sort myself out, not a rehab, but a weight loss camp to a degree yeah. where I followed a paleo lifestyle. And I have to say, like, it did help in the sense of me finding structure in my day-to-day -day life, following something that I guess gave you that, I don't know. But you're also in a place where that structure- Is implemented. Is, it's not only implemented, but it's set up for you to 
kind of do all you need to do is just walk into the situation and participate but the expectation do you think that there was or did people there place an expectation on you to upkeep that type of exercise regime, nutrition regime? I mean, it depends left? because the, I I can't. I'm, I'm not going to mention names of companies and stuff because, like, I do have very strong and good feelings towards the one that I spent a lot of time at sure. because they did re- really help me to every in every extent. But the ones I tried previously, I mean, they. <laughs> The average day was wake up, exercise by literally 6am. You've got it done at least at some sort of AMRAP of like hit of some degree. You've then got a breakfast where I was fed, I mean, barring the juicing ones I did and all of that nonsense, I was fed like a quarter of a piece of rye bread and like a quarter egg. And that was meant to sustain me for the whole fucking day. And then after that, straight away, because you've got some army sergeant shouting at you, you're back into a hit session with indigestion. And then <laughs> and then you're going, and then you're like another hit session after your measly lunch, which yeah. is basically like fuck all. And then you're on a hike for 13 miles, come back, another training session. Yeah, so basically, you know, you're definitely going to see progress if your your goal is weight loss, like anybody Yeah, quickly. Can do that. I mean, I lost 21 pounds in a week on one of them, yeah. and I literally piled it all back on. I reckon in the week afterwards, yeah, probably smashed months. like seven Nandos. And, yeah, well, like Nandos. you know, I, I really went at it. And I remember that car journey home just being like, I'm going to self-sabotage myself. Yeah. Like, where are the because mini rolls? <laughs> the expectations placed on you were just too, too, high. too high. But then also you're coming back into this environment when you've been to a place like that. Like, totally managing expectations. But we could also talk about now is your environment. Yes. So you're coming back where people are like, wow yeah. like why do people say wow when yeah. people have lost loads of weight like it's you know you don't know the context behind that person losing weight is it from illness is it from grief yeah from there's so much a drug behind addiction? it but suddenly you look great yeah, because like sudden, oh my god your amazing. body fat's lower yeah. and it's like wow how fantastic do you look and then people also feel the need to like comment on it on social media or like oh my goodness like what have you done like also, that's another thing. What have you done? Do you know what I mean? Like, whether or not I'd done something ridiculous or not, I just embarked on a journey of some degree to try and make myself healthier. I you guess know? what we also need to uh, clear the areas and be 100%, 100% transparent is we also understand these expectations uh, from a coach to a client because we've unfortunately been in the situation where our knowledge was not up to date. And yeah, at the start. I've put God. clients on ketogenic diets and a whole bunch of crazy, not crazy stuff, but like fad diets. and being No, I think yours myself. was more just quite limited calories yeah, and but a little bit bland. I wouldn't say yours have trained, was have trained, too fatty. Yeah, but there were moments where somebody got a ketogenic diet. Yeah, I know. Because cheese and steak is like the only thing you should ever eat. The chrono timing of their nutrition and that they're going to eat in an eight-hour fasting period. But if we actually were to take this back, you were dealing with clients in a very, very high end, and they were always very, very high yeah, end. But you know, private studios where you're dealing with either celebrities or people who want to be fucking yeah, tiny. Yeah, the expectation to, for you to just complete some form of fad diet generally for, the, for your average individual is not, uh, a, not a likely outcome. 
people also just don't want to know how much they actually eat they really don't want to know because we always underestimate so putting somebody on a diet or regime where they are effectively not acknowledging necessarily what they're eating it's all just a little bit i guess building but learning from that the because we've placed expectations on clients that are unrealistic we realize what works and what doesn't work and what generally tends to work long term is getting an individual like georgia said to be their own solution yeah and that's also i guess also a bit of a problem because when like to a certain degree because unfortunately you can't you can have your hell your hand held throughout this process but like nobody's doing it for you so you know and uh, the expectation that somebody will do it for you is not an expectation well, also it's just have. like it can't be done unless you're no. going to go and get like no a you, surgeon you can <laughs> have the best trainer the best program the best professionals if you yourself do not apply things on a day-to-day basis the expectation of you progressing towards your goal is going to, going to be slim yeah and i think that for coaches expecting that i'll never forget when you put on that stupid diet by a bodybuilder where you had to eat like was it like 300 grams of mashed potato breakfast packet yeah. of wine gums? Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Like you were doing like 15 back-to-back yeah. clients and suddenly you had to prepare like... grams a... of trout in the morning with 100 grams of beef and cheese and eggs. I was like, bro, <laughs> how am I going to cook all of this at 5 o'clock in the morning? 5 o'clock? More like 4. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a thing. You're a night owl when you work exactly. in the industry, especially first Would you like to touch on expectations as a fitness professional to be in shape? being in the industry or you do you think there's, a, oh there's my an expectation God. to look a certain way or be okay. a certain way because like and we're going to harp on this until the cows come home the general uh idea of this industry is just you're shredded you got abs you're lean you know you are but people have openly said general population when people have asked this have you know we even asked this i think to our audience if you'd seen us exercise or the way that we looked, would it in, would it mean that you would potentially purchase from yeah. us? And it was a hundred percent yes. Yeah, 100%. Now, if you're one of those people, I'm sorry to bring up, but that's kind of worrying yeah. because you know. As a professional in our own right, we know a lot of sh- we know a lot of stuff. Do you know what I mean, we've been in the industry for many many years, and we've also educated ourselves thoroughly throughout this process. So, you know, but like for some reason, you can't be in this industry and I I still don't think it's changed I know there was a lot of body positive movement and people being very free with themselves but I still don't think it's changed if you are overweight or you are carrying weight as a trainer people don't like it yeah, it's, there's that there's that whole thing of uh, in the comment section. Why would we listen to you when you don't look a certain way? Yeah, and it's that expectation of both male and female, uh, or even depending on how old you are, that there's an, a certain expectation that you need to look a certain way to be yeah taken seriously. And even if you look a certain way, you can just take your shirt off. I think, honestly, this has come from more of an online coaching business than it has a a face-to-face business. I will say that face-to-face, you definitely need to look like you've 
do something. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, somebody's going to be like, well, why the fuck would I do this? I mean, the amount of clients that have backchatted me when I've trained them and been like, oh my God, you've got no idea. And I'm like, I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> like, literally, I'm like, I, like I know all the ideas. But, you know, it is one of these things where as a face-to-face trainer in a gym, I guess you are your own image if you want to pick up clients or you're on the gym floor or whatever. But online, that is where it gets nasty to a degree because not only do you spend a lot of time comparing yourself to other individuals you are then an image like legit yeah. image like, you are your own yeah brand. and you so you a marketing tool and so it's sad, looking a certain though. way um definitely helps uh you know push you to the top of the pile much like when you see somebody driving a lamborghini but mark or we nice know car, some people in fantastic just... shape but they really don't have too many brain cells to rub together and i appreciate that unfortunately our industry yeah, is not necessarily like what you know not have a you know very strong palate for but it's not what you know it's what you look like cream. unfortunately yeah tea yeah, cakes <laughs> Much like everything in this world, it's not what you know, it's who you know. or what No, you... it's not who you know, it's what you look like in this industry. It's yeah, not what you industry. know, it's literally what you look like or yeah. how you exercise. Yeah. And that's your whole image. Like, it's kind of a bit fucked up, to be quite honest with it you. Because, you know, I said this to you the other day, didn't I, Mark? I said... But when you go to a doctor, you're looking at their information as to whether they're qualified in something or they're a specialist in a certain yes. thing, or you're going to a GP because you know that they're a general qualified practitioner in overall health. Experienced. Okay, but you're not going to your GP because your GP's got fucking six pack, are you? No. Or your GP doesn't have a spot on the face or the arms and the lean. You and don't, care what you your don't GP give a fuck, like, do you? You turn, you? you turn up to the appointment, you don't care what they look like, they're there to help you. Exactly. And that is what a coach, in my opinion, should really be. Yes. Like, why the fuck do we need to look a certain way yeah. to then help somebody else in their journey i appreciate we need to have an understanding and appreciation for a nice healthy lifestyle that's cool but basing exactly body fat percentage to body fat percentage and actually not putting what somebody knows before that is a really really stupid thing to do it is a low-hanging fruit and i guess that's how people kind of identify um that you might be under the assumption that because that person is also incredibly engaging we love to see other people's though? bodies, other people's exercising. I don't know. Some could probably say it's motivational. Sure. And I'm sure okay. there are a few individuals in the world that seen something and have been like, actually, do you know what? This is about fucking time I do something. You know, thanks for motivating me. And I had a lot of people that used to say, when I ever really very briefly shared my journey, maybe for a year or so yes. over social media, I used to have so many people say... But how do you think people feel when they look at a certain individual, buy into their methods, expecting to look a certain way, not achieving their results because they were mismarketed to and then are left feeling like they themselves are broken or that there's something wrong with them when in reality the expectations to look a certain way or to act a certain way were just unrealistic from the start? Yeah, but unfortunately we're in a world which makes money all the time. And money speaks more than that. And so for most, for a lot of people who will pump out, pump out a program or something like that, like 
they've probably actually never really coached anybody in their life face to face, making a very big statement. A lot of people so they're, they're not cognizant of the expectations no. placed in the first place. No, it's like I've got abs, I've got a nice ass, I've got nice arms, you know, something like that. I'm going to pump out a program because you all can have it too. And I, ha- I, I do know of a fair few people who have opened up about that recently and said like how much money they made from just literally pumping out programs based off what they look like because it is it was and it still is do you what think they look um, like. people within our industry should be held accountable for placing those kind of expectations like for example many moons ago there was a very strong drive towards eating a certain way. Or no, I'm going to stop you there because I'm really against cancel culture. This is another podcast we're going to talk about is the fact that like, are we, are we always what we used to be? Because ah, that's, that's true. Because that is true, that Mark. Is true. Because that is I true. could be held, that being said, I could you be could held be held accountable, Mark. Could you could be held accountable for that bloody ketogenic yeah, diet. That's like, true. That's you know, true. You didn't do anything that That's bad, true. Mark. You were always a very no, good trainer. No, but I was I'll always be, under the assumption that, you know, when there was no PubMed and there was no uh, evidence-based research that was easily accessible, you were trying to obtain your knowledge, uh, knowledge from literally. other people, and people like Charles Poliquin and all and yeah, other who's huge still heads to in the, the day, even though he's passed away, yeah. is still to the day his methods are yeah. his and some of what he has to say, and obviously invasive, it you isn't know. fantastic. And he was, he but was like, if you were over twenty percent body fat, you shouldn't eat carbs, and like you need. Yeah, to I mean, this is the, the right problem and, because so many people you know. have got their methods, and they are, and it works for them. So don't you know. ever think that you're going to tell them otherwise. Yeah. That's also there, the like, like, there are people that can, for example, go full keto and never look back and and see some progress. Yeah, and, and it doesn't. Really and that's bother cool, them. but it, we shouldn't. It shouldn't even be a talking factor, in my yeah. opinion. The fact no, that we even true. actually so I guess, like. I guess yeah, what you're saying right about. Um, you know, we're not the same people that we were 10 years ago, so... So, no, I don't really necessarily yeah. think we need to be held accountable, okay, but any action that we do going forward needs to be in a positive manner. Yeah. Like, it needs to be actually helping somebody rather than helping your fucking self. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you are a coach or a trainer, your job is to help people. It is like being a waiter or a waitress in a restaurant. Mm. You are there to serve people, and mm. you are there to... And so, whether a method worked for you or not, you need to understand your client quickly because otherwise you are going to lose them either not be able to retain them or two just like not really get anywhere and if you do you're doing things the wrong the wrong way in our opinion well it would be it would be productive to make sure that your expectations you place on your client are positive they enjoy the process because once they enjoy the process and they see results, what do they do? They go and tell all their friends and then their friends come and train with you and that's how you build a brand uh, face-to-face is by making sure people not only A, get results, but B, enjoy it. Yeah, and I think if they, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of the time these things are so unenjoyable, right? Yeah. And that's the main thing I it think is. is you know you don't want things to be not enjoyable. And it doesn't have to be. You're like you can still eat out, you can still socialize, and there you know you don't have to shy away. You don't have to cancel all your social engagements and things like that. Yes, you might have to deal with a bit of peer pressure here and there, people trying to get you to do things that might be counterproductive to your goals, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a prison of self-care habits where you feel yeah like you're locked away and it's really unenjoyable because placing yeah, yeah. that expectation on a client 
is 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 yeah it's just it's it's, it's it's not really thinking of the client and you know that somebody's paying you to help them at the end of the day like that's how you need to see it and if you don't help them then what have you done like and i think rounding up the conversation in a degree like you just need to understand that when you set goals or anything in your life it could be i don't know financial health sure. anything like that sure. like you don't unless you win the lottery yes. which is lit i mean actually there was a person in the uk that won it twice yes there god was. what yeah. well, we've got no luck 250 <laughs> twice 250 you say yeah. like two, 250 you mean 250 million no, was it, it? 250,000 twice Oh, well, okay, that's still pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, won, like... he won it on a scratch card, and then when he went to reenact it with the local news, he basically got another scratch card. I'd re-scratched it like as a joke, and basically won another two fifty. That is what people call Which luck. Which is luck. Yeah, but um, generally, but generally, what it comes luck is not a thing. It comes no. down to action, and it comes down to exactly. Okay, Effort. if you have got a big journey ahead of you, however large or small. Be realistic. Look over your 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 life over the next weeks, months. See what is feasible for you to actually adhere to. And don't place heavy expectations on yourself to constantly be perfect, constantly nail the process, to constantly hit every target. It is not it generally sometimes will happen, but you know, you'll generally get three out of five, four out of five which is perfectly fine. And, yeah. You know. And, and you know, as I said, see it as a way of life rather than implementing something like yeah. each and individual thing because it should be a way of life. We should strive to move our bodies in a way that makes us happy and also, you know, eat a diet which fuels us to have a better and more productive lifestyle. Um, so if you are going on a journey... Um, we're, we're glad you've got this far, yeah. <laughs> literally yeah, on this sense. You know. And 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 maybe you're in the middle of your journey now. Who knows? Like you might be starting. You might be. You know. You might be thinking of giving up. Who knows? Just realize that everything you see in this world, you know. Take it with a pinch of salt. Take it with a pinch of salt. Don't expect an instant result. You wouldn't expect to be a multi-million overnight, multi-millionaire no. overnight working, you know, a like nine to five office life. job. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's You've just same, got to compare thing. the two and realize what works for you. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. You know, don't yeah. try and merge to other people's things and manage your expectations in the long term because otherwise you will end up disappointed yeah you don't want to end up in a negative cycle of going around placing such high expectations on yourself not achieving them beating yourself up about it and just constantly going round and round and round thinking that you are the problem it's not the case it's just a few tweaks here and there adjusting and you can be your own solution pretty much overnight that's one of the quickest fixes yeah. is you can realize that yeah. you are your own solution. take accountability know that you're the only person that can fix it and, um, and also just listen to people that don't get too excited yeah. by the things that people sell you shit because yeah. there's always sales is engaging if it wasn't we wouldn't buy anything sure. so just remember that uh, you know People will preach their methods, but you need to work out how you're going to manage your expectations in the long term. And if sure. things don't match up, then you need to say no, no. Anyway, that is the end of episode two today. We hope you enjoyed listening to us and we will see you next time. We'll see you. Thank you, Bye. guys. Bye.